Golden West Radio now brings you the Lawn and Garden Journal. Get your questions ready. Our toll-free line is open at 1-800-374-3315. Now, here's your host, Carla Hersina, from St. Mary's Nursery and Garden Center. Good morning, everyone. We are almost... At the end of August, it seems like the summer has flown by. I think every month it goes by faster and faster. There is a lot of things that are going to be coming up. We're soon going to be getting into the second gardening season, as we call it here. But before that, there is a temperature change. And today there was kind of a mysterious atmosphere that was around it. I was up early and... Wow, the fog and the mist that we had this morning, it gave it that mysterious gloom. I couldn't resist uh, taking a few photos and posting them to our Facebook page this morning, but it's absolutely gorgeous, and there is a crispness to the air. And along with that, we can see that there is a shift, there is a change, and we know that as soon as the Morden and Apple Festival gets underway, it kind of gives us the shout-out that soon fall is on its way. So this morning, as I took a little bit of a tour earlier, I saw some of those cornfields, and why not? Let's listen to cornfields. When on the breath of autumn's breeze from pastures dry and brown goes floating like an idle thought the fair white thistle down, Oh, then what a joy to walk it all upon the golden harvest hill. What a joy in dreaming ease to lie amid a field new-shorn. And see all around all sunlit slopes and piled up shocks of corn. And send the fancy wandering over all pleasant fields of yore. I feel the day, I see the fields, the quivering of the leaves. And good old Jacob and his house binding the yellow sheaves. And at this very hour I seem to be with Joseph in his dream. I see the fields of Bethlehem and reapers many a one. Bending unto the stickle's stroke and Boaz looking on. And Ruth and Moabites fair among the gleaners stooping there. Again I see a little child, his mother's sole delight, his loving gift of love unto the kind, good Shunammite. To mortal pangs I see him yield, and the lad bear from him from the field, the sun bathed quiet of the hills, the fields of Galilee that eighteen hundred years ago were full of corn, I see. And our dear Saviour take his way mid-ripe years on Sabbath day. O oh, golden fields of bending corn, how beautiful they seem! The reaper folk, the piled-up sheaves, to me they are like a dream. The sunshine and the very air seem of old time and take me there. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a, a different type of week this week with gardening. And I know that we had a lot of damage maybe with some of the hail, if you have questions about that. I think it's going to be a very busy morning, so we're going to go right to lines. Evelyn's waiting. Good morning, Evelyn. Good morning, Carla. Good morning. And where are you calling from this morning? Tolstoy. Tolstoy. Well, good morning to everyone in Tolstoy. 
I'm sure they say good morning to you as well. <laughs> hey, did you get all that fog this morning? Like Winnipeg was very, very foggy. No, this I didn't see um, very much at all. But I didn't get out of bed, you know, before seven. So, well, that you know what? It's the weekend. It's time to just sort of relax and see uh, what the day's bring, right? Yes. Yeah. How can we help you on the Lawn and Garden Journal? Well, I have two pear trees, and suddenly one. Uh, it's a your pear. Okay. Uh, it suddenly dropped all of its fruit, and now the leaves are turning black. Oh. I checked for bugs on the leaves. I didn't see anything. I checked the stalk, nothing. I dug around the bottom a little bit. I didn't see any bugs in the soil, so I haven't got a clue what's happening to that tree. Okay. How old? How old is the tree? Uh, I've had it about, this will be the third year third year okay usually when we're seeing that uh, and were the fruit starting to develop because the fruit um yeah somewhere it was starting yeah and they all dropped okay when they were probably i would say at least a third of the way developed okay usually when um fruit is usually aborted from a tree it's usually due of a few factors like um environmental factors will be in there uh, improper nutrients will sometimes cause that. Uh, water regime, like if it doesn't get enough moisture at certain portions of time frame, that can cause abort, like the f- fruit to abort as well. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but there's but no. Bugs me, the leaves are turning black, not brown. They don't crinkle up. They just turn black. Okay. Well, black leaves are sometimes in in. Di- in uh, indicative of uh, mold, uh, like bacteria or mold or fungal that's on there. So is it an area that's got really good drainage? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, and it's not far from the other tree, so I, I'm not understanding what's happening to that one. Okay, but they go, but it's black and soft, or is it go, they go brittle? Uh, sort of halfway. I guess they're on their way to going brittle. Going on the way to, well, yeah, if it's not uh, going through... Um, I would see if if you could get some of your leaves in a contained bag or whatever and see take it to your closest garden center to see if um, there's something that's going on there. There are some bacterial diseases that you can get uh, called fire blight on a lot of fruiting trees, and I think they're also indicative of pear trees. So if you can take some of that, but make sure it's in a sealed bag because we do not want it to get... Um, you know, affect other areas that are in there. But you could do some copper spray, too, as well that's on it. But I would probably do that after fruiting. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what there is. Um, can is you buy chance? that copper spray just at the nursery there? Yes, at the nursery. You can go to any fine garden center should be able to have it so that you should be able to go it. But I'd be curious to see if it was fire blight. If you could take some pictures... Uh, if you can't take some branchings to it, you can, uh, well, we'd be happy to take a look at it here. So if you can send us some pictures, um, we can maybe take a look at that too as for you, okay? Okay. But check and see too if it's if it's strategy, if it's only on, if it's on the whole tree or if it's just on specific branches, okay? Okay. Okay, so um, those are good clues so that when we see that, plants are diseased, we want to know if it's localized on one or two branches or if it's across the board too as well. Okay? Yes. 
Okay, I hope that gives you some, let's start with that, and then we'll go from there and see what else it could possibly be. But usually black leaves are browning or curling is sometimes, uh, like I said, could be bacteria that's causing a disease in there, okay? Okay, well, thank okay. you so much. Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you for calling. No problem. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And I do want to take a pause here just to help out some people, maybe if they had uh, hail damage uh, la- or a couple nights ago. It was quite the storm, and I think it kind of came through Winnipeg. I don't know around the uh, areas north of us, but it was a doozy, and there's uh, we've had people phoning in regards to what they can they do. They've been showing uh, sort of pictures, and I'm certain that even on the news you've seen some of the um, problems that people have had with some of the hail and with some of the wind that is out there that's caused damage to a lot of plants. So if this is an area that's sort of affecting you, um, I'm sorry that it happened. That's in there. It's it's kind of disheartening when you have all your plants looking just like on their prime and then they get affected by the weather. So if you have containers or hanging baskets Uh, it's probably a good time that if you had some natural or uh, nature damage done to it, is to give it a little bit of a clean or a haircut, trim it up. It will come back because we're only at the end of August and traditionally a lot of our containers like to have a little bit of a pruning, maybe not as dramatic as what we had, but pruning it up, pinching it back, cleaning it up, it will refreshen. It's almost at the stage where we, if it has to be even back a little bit severe that's in there, you have some ample weeks ahead of us that it's going to encourage new branching. And like we know, if we encourage more branching to happen, we're going to have more lush lush new leaves. And amongst those branches and amongst those leaves, we are going to find that we're going to have some beautiful blooms well ahead of us. Now, uh, as for trees and shrubs, the leaves that were taken off from some of that hail, and yes, the streets were littered with a lot of leaves. Those uh, on trees and shrubs, already we see a little bit of a change in that, that they are going to be falling soon. Yeah, there's that F word, but it is for fall that's on it. So they will have done their course. But the next hint in where I'm going is with damage to trees and shrubs and limbs on larger trees or trees that have been weakened. This is a shout out to sort of take a look in your yard to see what was damaged, what branches were broken. If they're manageable and you can remove them safely, you can do that because a broken limb is not going to do or fare very well. It's an opening sore for maybe some bugs and diseases that are in there. But please take caution. If you have a weakened, large, mature tree, or if you have large limbs and you cannot handle those on your on your own, there are tree services uh, in the city that can help you and assist you with that because we want to make sure that we're gardening safely. And we also have to look at some of those old mature trees that if they were weakened, we have to take sort of caution. We don't want them falling over or we don't want limbs that are broken that are up above us to break suddenly. So a little bit of a shout out that maybe... If you were in those areas that were affected, it's time to do 
a little bit of a walk around in the garden and assess the things. And we love doing that anyway. So take your cup of tea, your cup of coffee, walk through the garden and see how your garden is growing. It's amazing from where you get into the depth of the garden, where you can see the activity of things that are going. Everything from new growth. Yeah, you might walk amongst the flowers and find a bunny or two. Or you may find evidence of uh, some bugs that you might not want in there too as well, right? It's always the nature. We have the bugs, we have the flowers, we have the bees. The whole collage of everything. Now, what do we do if we've had hail on our tomatoes and our peppers and our food crops? Well, it gives us opportunity. We may not be thinking about doing a lot of canning and harvesting earlier, But if you do have damages to some of those tomatoes and some of those peppers, maybe it's a shout out for call to do a little bit of canning. I, I, to myself, if I see tomatoes and peppers that are a little bit injured, rather than letting them rot or go to waste, it's a perfect time that maybe the canning jars come out and you're creating your your favorite salsa recipe and getting a few jars done this weekend. It doesn't have to be large batches. Do them in smaller batches. Uh, I know uh, mum, good morning mum, mum was out in her garden and she reported that she was doing her famous chili recipe. Now I'm not talking meat and chili, it's a culinary type of chili for putting on beautiful roast pork and as yeah my mouth is watering because I love it, her and dad made it for years and years and uh as I kind of said, how many jars did you make, Mom? So <laughs> there's always that's that's in there because canning is perfect. It's always that indication that you've canned your own. There is something that is more favorable for that. And it is so much more tastier to do and make. Hey, what are you planning? Maybe the conversation is, what are you planning on canning? Is there a specific favorable recipe that you do? or that you've had, is there something that if you've never ventured into canning that you would like to try to do, right? I was uh, partnering with my daughter the other day and we had made a few jars of pickles. She's like, hey mom, can you come and help me make some pickles? Sure. But back in the day, I remember uh, going into my grandmother's house in Gainesboro, Saskatchewan. And of course it was a dirty, like I shouldn't say dirty basement, but it was a dirt filled where years before, because it was an old house and some of it actually held coal and down the stairs, it was always kind of, I guess as a child, kind of like, Ooh, I don't know if I like this. It's a little bit dark. It's a little bit cold. And maybe the scent of coal down there too, wasn't as biting, but the cherry, the canned cherries lining the bottom of the stairs was always a memory and she made the best canned cherries. So not only do gardens give us, I guess in some aspects, gardens give us the bounty, they give us the flowers, they give us the health, they give us the mental health, physical health, and they also give us memories. We're always thinking about what our our gardens are doing. We're writing down notes. We're going through different aspects of it. So there's a little bit of a thought that's there. The lines are open, 1-800-374-3315. Now, on another mention with the hail damage, I've just looked at my notes, it's like, what can we do? What can we recover? What can we save? 
Well, the portion of it is to, if you have larger containers that they were damaged, and I know that this uh, time of year, we are looking at our containers and already some things are not doing as great because they've kind of run their course. Or maybe we were at the lake for a week and some things just didn't get watered as well. There's treatments that we can do or surprises or refreshing things we can do for our containers. But before I go there, Brenda's on the line. Hi, Brenda. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. And where are you calling from this morning, Brenda? The Portage area. Well, hello. I was just through your area a few days ago. I was out to Vanstone Nursery. Uh, oh, nice. So uh, I know exactly where you are. Okay. I have a climbing rose. It's an explorer rose. So how do I take care of it? Does it need to be trimmed in the fall? Or it's six, seven feet tall now. So was it? how old is it? I'm trying to think, 20, 25 years. Oh, wow. And uh, is this the first time that it's gone up that high, or have you ever trimmed it a bit, or have you just let it go sort of natural? I've never trimmed it, no. You've never trimmed it. That has to be gorgeous. I just see the vision in my in my brain right now of looking at this. That's a, and what color does it bloom? Uh, I think it's a William Baffin. So it's a, a pink. It's a pink. Yeah. Yeah, a deep, deep pink. Yeah, they're beautiful. And when you can get them to go and grow that way, they look fabulous. Now, you can do a little bit of light pruning that's on them if you're wanting to do some of the climbing roses. You can wrap the crown with a little bit of a mulch, but if it sounds like you've had the rose for quite a bit of time. So, and if you've never laid it down, and you've never had to do any other gentle care. It's one of those hardier climbing roses that does very, very well. But if it's very old and you're finding that some of the older wood is gray and you may have some dead wood in that, that would be a good opportunity to sort of prune that out. Well, I do that. I, I, I prune out the, like, take, take away the old. The old wood? That's not... You know, leafing out, I, I take it away, yes. Yeah, that's good because, you know, whenever you get the older wood in there, it helps to rejuvenate it, and we're creating airflow that's through the plant so that uh, naturally to prevent fungal diseases, and we know roses are sometimes susceptible to that, is creating a better air movement around it is very beneficial. Yeah, there's lots of air around it, so it's fine that way, so... I don't have to, like, trim it down quite a lot or anything. It's just keep it clean and um, fertilizing then as well. Yeah, yeah, fertilizing is good. That's on it. But just remember, at this time, fertilizing you would probably do a little bit uh, earlier in the season. Right. We are hitting hitting August, and usually at the end of August, like with, with fall, it's already... Trees and shrubs are already entering into their dormancy pattern. So we don't want to encourage vigorous growth because they should normally be starting to shut down into that thing. They're already thinking winter, and we don't want to think it yet. Oh, they they know it. We know it, too, because of the cool, cool evenings. We 
had and the ways some of the trees are turning color and so you feel you need to be prepared as well oh yes it's always good to be prepared and have you noticed that even this year it seems like a lot of the colors on the trees are happening in advance you know it's so much sooner uh we have engelman's ivy and virginia creeper here on display and it's been showing hints of red and orange for three weeks already and that's a little bit soon here for us when we're at the garden center even some of the amir maples and some of our other crops around here there they look like they're already into mid-september temp or tolerance yeah they're way too early. <laughs> way too early. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's even when I took a, I was uh, out by Vanstone Nurseries uh, touring some of their new plant selections and that. And even some of the fields, I thought, wow, they are progressive. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everything's off sooner. And I even phoned my um, straw. I have a young man who uh, brings straw in for me. And he's like, yeah, it's ready. It's, you know, so... We're a little bit more advanced, but but think of May. May, we didn't get those 16 to 21 temperatures. We went from snow to 30. <laughs> uh, it was. It's a very different year, very, very different. Very hot, very cool, yeah. And very dry, different. Very dry for a long time, yeah. Okay. We, we got hail a while back. We got golf ball perfectly shaped... Uh, white balls, marble size up to a good golf tennis size. It was just crazy noisy. Was that the was that two days ago? No, 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 it's a month or so ago. Yeah. 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 The hail has been a little bit different this year. And mm. uh, a little scary I think sometimes, but it can definitely be noisy, especially when it gets to be the golf size. Well, thankfully, we don't have forest fires in our backyards. And there, that so, is a blessing, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. I also have hydrangeas, and they don't want to do very well. It's probably not the right kind of soil. They like it. I should probably plant them underneath the evergreen trees or something. How do I encourage them to be happy and flower really well? Well, hydrangeas themselves, that's a good question, too, because the hydrangea category in itself is so diverse in colors and shapes and sizes. So optimally, when you say you should plant them under the evergreens, nothing grows really good under an evergreen, but just off to the side would be maybe okay. But just remember, evergreens are heavy. Um, They take up a lot of moisture. Right, yes. they love yes. the moisture, and your mature trees. I always find are if it rains, they're going to soak up that moisture faster. <laughs> so, making sure that the hydrangeas and hydra is water that they like to have water, but well drained. So, do you know which variety you have? I have a tree hydrangea. Uh, so it's about five, six feet tall. And okay. So- and uh, one of those little ones. Yeah. Well, they do like acidic soil. They like well-drained right. soil, very hummusy. So if you can give them some extra compost. And in the active grow th- growing period, you could subsidize with some high acidic um, fertilizer to help boost it. High acidic fertilizer. Yeah, so that's your 
if you look at your ratios of your NPK ratios on your fertilizers, that's the, the three numbers that everyone gets confused about on the packaging. Yeah. It's your front number. Your front number is your high nitrogen. So if it's 32-12-12 or 30-10-10, it's that high number that they like. Okay. Okay? And, and how often... Lots of, they like that uh, if it's hot and dry, they like to be well-watered but well-drained. So what does well-watering mean? Well, if it's, uh, like, t to water it well. Like, make sure it has ample moisture. Every day? Oh, well, no, not every day. If it's an established tree, you shouldn't have to water it every day. But take clue on the plant itself, because hydrangeas, if they get too dry, they will wilt. I've not seen wilting. Yeah. But I think flowering, like the, the tree hydrangea grows a, a flower cone. Yeah. And then about six blooms will actually open. And the other ones are furry, but they're not, like, you usually see a hydrangea flower. Yeah. So I don't know much about the tree hydrangeas. I was surprised that... It turned it should, out to be that when I bought it. Yeah. It should have more on it. It should probably have more than six blooms. Well, no, no, one cone yeah. will have like six blooms in the cone. Oh, okay. Okay, so then there's there's lots of cones all over the the tree, but it's just um I I'm just expecting it a you know, a big, <laughs> a bunch, big of, show. bunch of yeah. flowers, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty. Well, give it time, because if it's still a young tree that's on there, there's time in the future for it to develop. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling, Brenda. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And before when we were um, going through, before we talked to Brenda, we were talking about maybe changing some of our containers and we see this because as we enter into the next season of gardening i like to call it the second season of gardening because fall is a beautiful time it's the time that we can re, uh, rejuvenate we can do new plantings and we can actually have fun because if it's really hot in the summer we like being in the garden but it's not as much but hey uh, I like sweaters, so if you can layer it up and be in the garden and cool and work your it, yourself into some warmth of gardening, that's good too. All right, let's go right back to the lines. Emily is waiting. Good morning, Emily. Hi, good morning. Good morning, and where are you calling from this morning? Winnipeg. Yeah, it it was foggy this morning, wasn't it? No, I didn't notice it. I mean, I, I got up at 8, so probably that's why. Oh, okay. Well... Out, I guess, out um, at the garden center here. I was here early, so it was, um, I couldn't even see the gate when I pulled up off the highway. <laughs> so it was foggy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How can we help you? Well, I'm moving uh, end of September, and uh, I have a whole pile of daylilies I would like to take with me. Okay. But the home I'm going to doesn't have anything prepared, so I don't think I'll be able to get them into the soil for the winter, okay. Uh, how can I save them? They're in pots right now. Okay. Do they have a garden? Do they have an existing garden at all? No. 
they don't, eh? No. Um, is it is it a brand new yard? No, just nothing there, or is there space that you can um, winter or dig them into the ground someplace? Uh, might be. Um... Yeah, because to overwinter, uh, we it's recommended that if you have items in pots, uh, the best way that you can do is if you can get sort of the pot sunk into the ground that will give you that extra insulation. Uh, if you have other areas, and I know in our industry, uh, we do a lot of overwintering stuff, but we use protective measures. Uh, if you have areas that you can pile things around them, I know that here uh, we put ours under levels of uh, blank winter blanketing that helps to prevent that insulating, you know, that gives it that winter protection that's in there. So above ground is tricky if you don't have added insulation on it. Um, well, I have some bales I was thinking of. Um, you could try. You could try. Yep. If yeah. you can get it into a nice protected area, but not protected in full sun, like not protected where the sun's going to bake it, you know, like keep it in oh. a false winter or false dormancy. You want to make sure that it's in an area, probably a shadier side of the house. And then if you put uh, shady and sheltered with the flax straw, that may help. Okay. And do, okay. I, do I pile it on top of them too? Yes, you would have to go all the way around. All over, yeah. yeah. Okay. All over, but if you're going to use in flax straw, it's probably the best for doing that. Um, but you can layer it with fabric first, or uh, shade blanketing, or um, landscape fabric over top, so that you don't get the if there's any seed that's left in the bales or the straw that you won't get um, seeding into your pots, because that will be hard to weed out afterwards. Right. Okay. Um, so in a insulated garage, it wouldn't work, eh? No, because perennials need to go through their natural habits and their natural habit is going into a cycle of dormancy and then coming back out again so heated garage but it depends like if it was no, it's not heat i wouldn't heat it, it oh, okay so um even it's some garages can get very insulated yeah well if it's like a fridge you know if it's kept in a fridge state you could probably do it but if it gets below at a certain point of beyond its natural hardiness zone that could be affected yeah you, okay. you could try um if you have a number of pots uh do a test do some outside and some inside and see which one's favor hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't like to give any of them up <laughs> oh yeah you know what daylilies are so pretty and the new cultivars or the new varieties that are out are just beautiful you know um, do you know some of the names of the ones that you have? Uh, not really. They're all doubles. They're all doubles, yeah. Double flowering. I've saved them forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? When you Hard value some, up. yeah. When you value that something that much, you I I can feel it in you. I you really want to make sure you treasure those that are on there. And I love daylilies. Uh, I guess more and more because of the ease of wh- how they flower and the ease of care of cleaning up. Yes. Um, it is a true, like, sometimes there's that terminology called a workhorse plant, and I find that they are kind of in that category. Ease of growing, ease of care, and they're so pretty. That's right. They, uh, yeah. Nothing really bothers them, not even a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, there, uh, there is a true testimony to the daylilies. Yeah, I know those those rascally rabbits. They have been challenging this this year for sure. Yeah, so yeah, they don't bother them. That's for sure. That's a good thing. Deer do, but yeah. Well, the deer like them because daylily uh, blooms are actually uh, edible. So you know, like um, they know what is edible and they know what is non-edible that's on it. So um, nature that tells you they're smart. You know, maybe the rabbits don't like it. Maybe it has a different type of texture or taste for them. But yes, the the deer do like them. So if I uh I have, like, furniture blankets in that. Would that help covering them with that? Yeah, but I would still, uh, if you have furniture blankets, I would use that, but I would also put a, uh, like, when we use straw, it gives, sometimes in the old days when you use the flo- straw, you're fluffing it so it, you're giving a thickness to it. Right. So that there's air, but there's also a dent, like, it's not dense. It's nice and fluffed right. up around it. So okay. it's, like, it's creating a nice little tent and house for it to be nice and cozy. All right? All righty. Well, thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for calling in. Have a good day. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. There are already so many things. Like, we are thinking about fall. I think intrinsically in our our brain set, we're already thinking, yes, the kids are going to go back to school. The grandkids are going back to school. It's a shift in gardening. And some of the leaves, too, are starting to drop off some of the trees. It's giving us that little aspect that, yep, it's ahead of us, right? We can't, we can't, we can't stop it. So let's have fun with that change. And if we're doing fun with that change, uh, going back to the container aspect of it, uh, there are some fall crops that you can incorporate into your planters or do a little bit of a switch up. I love pulling out maybe some of my petunias that were sacrificed for not being around for a little bit. And maybe having a little bit of a space for some flowering mums. And of course, if things have gotten a little taller and there are those void spaces, don't forget those pumpkins are going to be coming out soon. And it's so pretty when you can incorporate your uh, mums, packs of pumpkins around in there. And if you're looking at some of the garden centers, even using some fall foliage uh just that one that pops up into mind is heuchera or coral bells if you can get them in containers they look beautiful in fall displays and of course if you've got any branching uh dogwood trimmings and all that kind of stuff that you're going to be taking out push those into the soil because the next season is fall it's creating that atmosphere and fall containers are just stunning when you get them set up now I wanted to mention that, uh, of course, I gave you a little um, story that we were out at Vanstone Nurseries. They were very nice in hosting a lot of us in the garden aspects. It was nice to see uh, Susan from Jensen Nurseries and uh, a good friend of mine, Erna at Oak Ridge. It was good to be able to get our heads around what is coming up and our fingers were tickling because we we were seeing a little bit of introductions and new plants that are going to be sort of maybe at some of the garden centers. It's nice to be able to get away from work to see more work and it's the aspect of finding what new plants are out there. So I fell in love with a, a bunch of uh, new echinaceas that I hope to have. But it gives us the call to action. It kind of gives us a little bit of a smile that people too are getting in the mode for fall because they're asking 
are the fall bulbs in. Yes, the fall bulbs, like the pumpkins, they're going to be coming in soon. And people are already asking. And believe it or not, when did the new seeds come in? I was blown away. And yes, maybe because I'm not in the mindset yet, but yes, this new seed selections do come up. They usually end up coming a little bit after the bulbs of uh, tulips and your alliums. They will show up again soon. So everyone... I give you a shout out to all gardeners. If you're already thinking about seeds for next year, yes, you are a true gardener. So let's step back. Um, I have a note here. It is the Morden Corn and Apple Fest that's happening. Are you headed out that way? Are you, and it sort of gives the same shout out is the apples are ready on the trees. Have you started harvesting? I know that everyone has been sort of having a little bit of a taste of new corn uh, from the, the shops that you're visiting and picking out. And it does taste so good. Very, very good. That's on it. But what about the apples? I know that mom has been busy and I did post a little picture of her harvest that she was doing. She had too many apples this year and of course out she was slicing, dicing, putting them into the freezer with a little bit of uh, lemon juice that's on them. They take on a little bit of a brownish tone but when you put them into a delicious apple pie they're already set there. Now if you've never ventured into doing apples or planting of apples. The fall is a good time to put in an apple tree. And isn't it such the case that when you think of something, like the apple trees are all in bounty and glory and we've been harvesting, it's like, why don't I plant an apple tree? Well, they always say, when is the best time to plant a tree? Maybe an apple tree? Well, that was maybe 20 years ago. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back next weekend on the Lawn Garden Journal. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.